0: Come on, come on, let's have
1: it! Welcome to the Freedom Lifestyle Podcast with your hosts, Callum Webber and Jacob
0: ingham Yes guys, we're back here today with the Freedom Lifestyle Podcast. My name's Jacob Ingham, I'm joined here today, good old Callum Webber. We've got a special guest today. Got a crazy story called Rodo. We are uh, with Rodo. This guy is one of the maddest guys I've ever met, to be honest with you. <laughs> He's a cool guy. Just, just his name alone. <laughs> <laughs> He's a cool guy. He's got a lot of advice for you lads in your 20s who want to create a life of freedom. We actually met at um, one of his events that we went down to. Um, I went to originally one in Kent, and then I took Callum to one recently in Ibiza. Um, it involved a lot of breath work, taking a lot of psilocybin, magic mushrooms, which is a psychedelic drug, along with cannabis. We went to some crazy places. Genuinely, like when I first went, it changed my life. And well, the, the last time I went, it's, I had some major, major insights as well. Um, but before we get into all of that, Rodo, I'm going to pass it over to you, my mind, because you've got a crazy story. So share a bit about you and, and your story.
2: Well, thank you guys. I'm very honored to be with you and always having an interview with British people is the most fun fact for me because British and Mexicans, we're very acid humor. So looking forward for this interview going on. (laughs) (laughs) Pretty much what I have to share is that I was a kid diagnosed with depression, chronic depression and anxiety disorders and autism and ADHD. And I never wanted to take medicines, so the regular Western medicine. So I was always trying to find a way to maintain my mind stable. But in that madness, I have experienced some crazy stuff. And what you experience with me is a methodology that I have created after 14 years of researching of how through breath, we can navigate these mind states and become centered. So through freediving technology and activating these incredible concepts of CO2 and how CO2 access to the hypoxia of the brain, so the brain and the glands start segregating dopamine, serotonin, DMT, oxytocin. And this is where we met each other, where I'm sharing this uh, technology of how with a micro microdose, you can expand the brain and you can get to these incredible spaces of the mind. So you can let music rewire you and you can activate this concept of self-awareness. I love the way you name your podcast because it's exactly the point. Since I was 18, the only thing I have ever read in my life that I changed it from the first beginning stage, it's called do what you love and love what you do. Love and it. then freedom becomes your path. And that's exactly what I've been thinking. And it took me quite a decade to get into that spot when you finally met you guys. And I just do what I love and I'm free from the matrix
0: powerful shit mate that's that's crazy because obviously you've got a bit of a powerful story as well in terms of um obviously used to be in sales going to real estate and stuff what kind of led you um from being there away from that path out of the matrix onto the direction that
2: you're on now you know, before psychedelics, it's hard for people to understand the meaning of freedom because we are in a cage of dogma. We're in a cage of a structure that says if you work ten hours a day, if you work in this and there, you're gonna make money, and money is gonna give you freedom. When actually, money is just options. Give you the freedom from options. Hang on. But if you're not, if you're not aligned with what you're doing, you're actually a slave of what you think you need to do. That's so it. in the in the spiritual world or in the biohacking world, they teaches you to feel what you're doing, to have the sense of the notion, not to think, but to follow. So before psychedelics, all of this sounds like math, you know, like you have to be an artist. You have to be a crazy person to defy the ways of our society and our culture tell us what success is. But thanks to Bitcoin, thanks to COVID, now, understanding that money, it's not working in an office. You know, mm-hmm. you guys are the generation. You guys can make profit out of doing your dreams. And when you're following your dreams, then you start going against the matrix. But it's, everything is, sounds like mad until psychedelics kicked in. Because when you are in the psychedelic realm, which is not plants, this is what we share is so powerful. Because first, you need to understand psychedelic is a way of the brain functionality. And that's when you stop thinking, remember, and you start feeling. And it's a switch that thanks to freediving, it's incredibly true. You know, if you don't have the freediving tools, you have to meditate for a decade. And you have to do the spiritual work forever you switch this feeling. But when you embrace death and when you go deep into the water, once you're back, it's like you're switched off. Because when you deep dive, either you believe in yourself or you die. Or you can go deeper. And when you crack 150 feet, or when you crack 120 feet or 70 meters, there's no more mind. It's only the willing of knowing what you're doing. But all of this takes you. So when you're back from the depth, when you're back from psychedelics and you face a reality of a dogmatic behaviors and society that's when the answer of your question comes ahead if you do what you love if you do what you believe in you're going to go against everything you know or you're you're blessed and you were born in a family that guides you since you were a kid to do what you love and then you have the most incredible uh, sportsman or you have the most incredible people that make money but they love and enjoy what they do so if people that they make money but they're not fulfilled this message is for them that's a big
1: point that because money is just one piece of the puzzle you know a a lot of people think they got to work 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 work, make a load of money and then they can live happily ever after when they're retired but the reality of it is what if they don't make retirement because they've burnt themselves out you know Exactly. Um, exactly
2: everything they made now they spend it on their health
1: yeah, yeah, on, yeah. On, on pharmaceuticals. Yeah,
0: yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, it's madness, isn't it? It's crazy. So,
2: I <laughs> met you guys. You are the new generation. The freedom that you guys possess, you will inspire these new possibilities of young people to see you living life in such a driven way, so they can do the same. But before, it was almost impossible.
1: So obviously, before we started this podcast as well, we we're having a little chat of you. And you, you mentioned when you were 17, um, you were in Mexico and you were, you were selling uh, very, very uh, luxury cars. So talk a little yeah. bit more about that and that industry that you were in.
2: Wow. I mean, the story is super funny, but I was driving go-karts and I wanted to be a pilot. And a guy that I was driving with, his dad used to import things in Veracruz from where I'm from. And he mentioned, like, listen, this guy brought Ferraris. I'm like, Ferrari, in my hometown, you need to understand, it's like Essex in England, I guess. It's like, it's, you know, super small town. And a Ferrari is like a celebrity. So I went to see the Ferrari and I was mad about it. I was 17 years old. And I asked this guy, listen, can I sell the cars? And he's like, sure. You know, he saw a 17-year-old kid with a big forehead dream. And he's like, sure, 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 no problem. Give me a, a, a brochure and there were too many benefits of a car imported it from europe like they're the real ferraris they accept, they sound like the ferraris the price is different and with those gadgets i sold them so when i called the dude 10 15 days later like hey listen i have a down payment for a ferrari he's like who, who, who's calling i'm like rob i met you in the dogs and he's like who listen i have a check for you you tell me to give you a hundred thousand dollars to bring a ferrari right He's like, who the fuck is calling me? So finally he (laughs) called me back and he flew to Veracruz and I became his right hand. But I'm a middle class person, middle, low class person. And thanks to this experience, I start engaging the high realms, you know, the first class, the 1% of the community, of the society. And I start seeing something I don't reflect to, the power that people have when they have the money. It was something I was not called to like, you know, I was I was very blessed to be in that age and driving Lamborghinis and Ferraris and hanging out with these people, which I was not. I was just a shape. You know, I was just a funny guy with an exotic car and they thought I was a millionaire and they (laughs) opened the doors to me. And when I saw how they live, I couldn't resemble it. I couldn't resonate. So but I was not in psychedelics. I was in my shame. I was not even in power of who I was, but I just didn't resonate with that. But I make so much money because I took an opportunity of following my dream that I when you know, when you're young, you have to chase your dreams. And I take my depth and I went to Mexico City, which is like New York in the United States. And I got ripped off. You know, I invested my money here, my money there. I tried to do this, I tried to do that. And I lost myself because that's the law of life. If you don't get burned on your ideas, you're not growing. You are comfortable. And if you're comfortable, you're not evolving. I love that. So I lost everything, literally, which I had not much anyways, but I lost everything I could. And that's the point where you as a human being evolved. If you're mm-hmm. a sportsman, you have to crash. You know, you have to crack the, the, the trainee until you cannot do more. And then you realize you actually can flow into more. And that's the moment where I started meditating because I was such a overwhelmed of death and stress, that thanks to pranayama and meditation techniques, I finally felt this concept of center that I took in the journey. And from there, my life changed because I started doing everything I was scared of.
1: What what age did you start uh, meditating?
2: I was 22. 22? Yeah, now I'm 39.
1: So about five years after you were selling Ferraris and Lamborghinis.
2: Exactly living in the high exactly. life for five years, realized yeah. you. It, it was complicated, man, because remember, I'm not rich, but I was hanging out with all these rich people and I didn't want to feel that I was fake because I never said it with my car so I would had all the money. I was just the middle point. But having an opportunity to witness what money does to you when you don't align with the willing of making money it horrifies me. I'm like, fuck, I don't want to make money if I'm going to live like that, you know? So. <laughs>
0: it's What a powerful learn, though, like at such a young age because it is like yeah. success without fulfillment is actually failure. It's nothing. It's nothing. It's It's, it's got to be in a line with who you are and your purpose and your values and where you want to go in life to make whatever you want to do. So, yeah, it's a it's a powerful thing. I always see them. I always see them quotes of like people saying like, "Oh, it's
1: lonely at the top" and things like that. And I think that's such a horrible way to to deem success is being at the top on your own. It's all about growing as a community, as a team. You know, all getting success together. You know, rather than doing it on your own, it makes life a lot more fun, doesn't it?
2: Yeah, absolutely. One hundred percent. It makes life fulfilled, man.
0: Yeah, bang on hang on so if you could from you being now 39 years old if you could go and give a piece of advice to your you know yourself in your 20s now knowing what you know what would that what would that advice be
2: the same thing I did when I was that age do the thing you fear and the truth will be revealed And I became addicted to do everything I was uncomfortable and everything that scares me. And that really is what put you into evolution. The rest follow into pieces, self-esteem, knowledge, wisdom. They are painful truths. You know, only if you have a wise father that guides you since you were a kid into this knowledge of the unseen or following your intuition, you might be stronger. But, If you're coming from a society dogmatic behavior and you want to rip off, you want to leave that circle. The only way you will do it is if you go through anxiety, is if you go through against what you know, and if you go through the things you fear and you don't want to do, it's fucking weird. But thanks to psychedelics now, it makes more sense. Without psychedelics, you're going against a mind thinking process. But like when I was very honored to host you in this workshop that I facilitate. And I put you into that trance, then you can see. Because the plant medicine gives you the booster for your mind perspective to evolve into a position where you have the opportunity to see yourself where you want it to be, not where you think you want to be. And that's a truth that is a tricky one.
0: It's crazy, isn't it? And you, you I resonate so much with what you just said, Ben, because. Before I went to your first event, I actually went through a lot of anxiety and trauma in my life as well. Um, I was out in Dubai. When we were, me and Cal were in Dubai, Uh, I realized in Dubai that uh, I lost my job. I was doing bricklaying. So I came home with no money, no job. Then me me and the girlfriend of four years ended up breaking up. Um, We had a dog together. We lived together in a flat in Manchester. Um, I lost the flat. I lost the dog. And I was like, I had nothing left. <laughs> Went to your event about a few a couple weeks after, changed my life, genuinely changed my life. And what's happened in my life since then, and obviously we just had the one in Ibiza very recently as well, like my life has done a 360 turn. So you bang on with what you're saying. And the, the power, I love psychedelics. I'm fascinated by them. And there's so much power that they can do to change your life. They've changed my life genuinely. Um, but yeah, they're 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 a powerful, powerful thing. So where with everything that you're doing, because you're changing lives, walk us through that in detail and kind of where you see that going with the retreats, etc.
2: I think the biggest thing that we're here to share, or that I'm here to make people realize, is that psychedelics right now is a live stream you can get on fucking Amazon. You know, you can buy anywhere. And the power of psychedelics. It will be misconfused if you do not have a vehicle. And this is exactly what I have created. The methodology of the breath holds and the navigation of the outer states gives you the edge and it gives you the vehicle. So when you master these feelings, if you want to add a booster of the plants, it's just a booster. You don't need the plant to get to the state I took you, remember? It's just the breath hole in the water. It's this incredible technology of the brain and the mammalian diving reflex in the human body but we do need the booster from time to time to get perspectives. And this is where cannabis versus psilocybin versus DMT in in the physical form gives you a different perspective of realms. But the most important thing is that microdosing, it's the key for you to expand, for you to unfold and for you to reintegrate at the same time. Most people that do not have a vehicle, they need three grams, five grams, drop of acid to get to the high states, to the higher realms. But it's a miscommunication because people just reflect psychedelics from the ceremonial standpoint of view. Ceremonial state point of view is when you go to a real shaman, when you go to the real mountains, and then you go to die. You go to surrender to their energy and wisdom of the tribe. So let the medicine plant destroy itself, destroy your ego, intoxicate the brain. You cannot even know what is going on. So they guide you through the process. Could be very traumatic. Could be very helpful for your perspective of life what i have created is a such a cool and fun way to understand death so when you surrender to death and you go to the edge of death your mind in perspective of life switches same as the plant medicine so when you're ready to switch without the plant medicine then you add the booster and then you get a perspective similar as a ceremonial state. But the most beautiful thing and the, the philosophical part of this is that using a microdose is sustainable for the synapses of the interface that you connect when you come to the workshop. I don't want to sound in a way of a spiritual world. It's just a biomechanical system of the mind and the brain of how it works. You know, when you go to a festival, if you ever guys been on, if you're in Burning Man, if you're in Vision, if you're in Boom, if you're in Garbage... And everyone, no one is in alcohol. No one is in cocaine. Everybody's in mushrooms. Everybody's on acid. Everybody's even in ketamine. la ketamine. La, la, but it's organic in the end. And during those days, there's not engage of ego. There's not engage of thinking process. So everybody's in a constellation of love. You see? Yeah. That's heaven on earth on psychedelics. But when you self-practice psychedelics in nature and you live in a city, and then you have to integrate the matrix concepts. This is what this concept of interface or connection comes in handy. Because you're changing the synapses of how your perspective is versus how you crack it down and you realize what do you don't want because attachments or dependencies are inevitable if you guys do not understand the meaning of being centered. And if you have ADHD and depression and anxiety disorders, we do not know what is real because our frontal lobe and our brain do not function normally, do not have the same levels of dopamine or serotonin as an average person. So your perspective is bonded on how you feel that day. But that doesn't mean it's real. That means it's just a lack of dopamine and serotonin. So when you have a vehicle like the one I have created, it gives you the perspective to feel and know what could be real. So you can navigate that incredible world out of fear, out of attachment. And if one day you crash and one day you're in depression state because you lost your work and you have a partner that just killed you and the dog dies and whatever, you booster up. You use the cannabis, you use the psilocybin to overcome those overwhelming feelings. So you do not depend on the substance to understand psychedelics. Make sense?
1: Yeah, yeah 100%. So when did you actually, obviously, you started meditating at like 22. When did you start taking psychedelics and obviously starting to really research into that?
2: Thank you, man. That's a beautiful question. And it took me almost 12 years. You need to understand one thing. My dad was an alcoholic. And for me, medicine, plant and drugs were the same shit. We're the the Satan of life. So I never took any form of substance or smoke cannabis in my life. And I've been always with the wrong kids. You know, I was like the rebel dude, surfer. But I believe that I shouldn't do it because of my father. So for me to think of psychedelics was not even a chance or a possibility because I was meditating five hours a day. And I was reading the same principles as ceremonial states, you know, when people are in the outer state and you're navigating these detachments. But like I was telling you, with the lack of self-esteem I had and the fears that I had, life, when you are in the flow state of not thinking but feeling, they put you the tests. And I saw myself in my meditation breathing inside the water. Same as any other spiritual story combo. I met a guy from England, actually same day and he says are you certified in free diving." And i'm like what is free diving?" he's like when you hold your breath in the water and i'm like bro that's what i'm looking for yeah. i feel so much fear out of that that i went directly and thanks to my five six years of meditation practices i was training for deep diving so i went to 30 meters 90 feet in a fucking session i went to 120 feet 40 meters in the second session and the guys were like dude you're you're too much for us i mean you're gifted and if you want to be a freediver the best mecca of freediving in the world is in egypt so i went to egypt I, w- I was very blessed to train with the world champions and when i started going deep 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 i reached the barrier of 180 feet or 200 feet and they said that when you break 80 70 meters or 65 meters the brain explode in nitrosis which now i know is dmt but they call it nitrosis because of the divers, you know, they use a tank and then the pressure and the bloodstream do not allow the nitrosis to be digested. So they said, if you had a traumatic childhood or a toxic fatherhood mother relationship, and you never done psychedelics? I recommend you to take mushrooms or acid before you go beyond that depth because then you will have you could have a psychotic break at sixty five meters. Oh, and you wow. don't want to have rest- wow. wow. So it's almost like
0: having a psychedelic trip
2: without doing any psychedelics. Hundred percent. We live wow. divers are in the purest state of psychedelics.
1: You don't want to have a traumatic <laughs> experience down in the nah, sea. That yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow! Wow! That's that's
2: so, crazy. So for my dogmatic systems, it was overwhelming. It was like, I'm not going to risk my life because my dad was a fucking alcoholic and I didn't want to take psychedelics. So I took acid. And when I took acid, Russians know that your traumas are revealed. There's no way you cannot control your traumas because the reality that you held is broken by the LSD. So I was in the perfect state meditating and they were looking at me like, are you tripping? I'm like, I'm tripping balls. <laughs> and they're like, why are you are not freaking out? And I said, because this is the meditation state. So that's when I realized that the plant medicine could be the perfect biohack booster to advance you years of meditation into a simple practice. So I started doing research about psychedelics four years ago. That's when I started increasing, understanding them using, I get to points where I did eight grams of mushrooms and a drop of acid to understand the frontal cortex. I have done DMT, which is Bufo. Bufo is the maximum medicine in Mexico that you do with the Cetis. And when you smoke it and you really master it, you stand up and you stay stand up and you let the full mind blown take you to these incredible spaces. So from that expansion of the mind, I see the need of understanding psychedelics, not from the ceremonial point of view. Like I said before, this is where we honor their work. You go to a shaman. You go to the real deal to die. You real. You go to surrender. But mental condolence, mental issues like I had, mental instabilities like I had, with a mic with a microdose and understanding these bendings of the mind and bread holds, That's where the secret is for us to sustain a mental health life.
1: So you mentioned as well. You mentioned that your your dad was an alcoholic. Have you? Ever had a relationship with alcohol, and what's your verdict on alcohol? Because I'm I'm very strong in it because it made me realize in England the two things that are legal is alcohol and backy, yeah. and they are like the two things that probably hold the majority of lads in their twenties
2: back ninety percent. And yeah. let me tell you the story; you will love it. As a professional athlete, they told us in Egypt that a good alcohol dilates diaphragm. So when you deep dive, you can have like two, three shots of very good wine or very good mezcal, like in Mexico. This is, of of course, not official, but this is what we know. So when you train five hours a day between the pool and the gym, you need to crack the body. The body is stressed as fuck. The mind is stressed. And the only way we think we know is alcohol. So I was drinking, you know, half a bottle of mezcal or half a bottle of exactly incredible whiskey from England. And by Monday, my performance drops 30 to 40%. You know, it was, it was hard, the kidney, da, da, da. By Wednesday, I was okay. By Thursday, I was in my high peak. By Friday, I was in my PBs. So when I tried the psychedelic for the first time of my life, Monday, I was 120%. I was, if I was doing 75 meters in the pool, I did 100. And easy. And I'm like, what the fuck is this? So for two years, I stopped drinking alcohol. And I was just doing, you know, doing macrodose mushrooms, smoking cannabis on a Sunday, eating like a fucking king, having the most incredible feeling, release with my brothers and music. By Monday, I was training like a fucking king. So I realized how powerful are psychedelics for the mental health and the nervous system? Where your answer comes in is we need to understand the meaning of everything. What is alcohol made for? Why do we confuse alcohol? It's because when we drink alcohol, the kidney gets saturated and you got into the happy drunk. That is the state we all look. This is a flow state. But because in the spiritual explanation, the ego got numbed. So the mind has the opportunity to navigate without the reality of the ego. So we are hooked like we need to get drunk to stop feeling our problems, to start being stuck in the nagging And we confuse and remember guys it's the same in the psychedelics if you do not have a vehicle then we need the substances to get into those mental states but this is a comparison of what alcohol can do to a professional athlete versus what the psychedelics does to a professional athlete wow that's that's
0: crazy have you um have you ever done ayahuasca
2: of course, it's part of the process.
0: So <laughs> talk, talk us through that experience because we've never done it. It's it's called I can feel it calling. It's 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 gonna happen. So walk us through that experience.
2: <laughs> in my personal belief, in my research, DMT is the key to heal not only the brain and the nervous system, is to balance perfectly the way of your emotions and the way you feel, all right. DMT, you can digest it through ayahuasca and Yopo, or you can smoke it through DMT. Like, uh, bufo is the maximum. Never play with bufo. Bufo is the real thing. Changa is the most gorgeous feeling. tepescuit is the most gorgeous feeling, all right? But when you do you do ayahuasca, you're going to engage 15 hours of agony. You go to ayahuasca to go to a hospital, all right? you got to repair your whole body. And if you've never done psychedelics, it will crack you. If you've never done spiritual work, it will crack you. Because the DMT, it's so much saturated your whole digestion r- nervous system that you cannot think. So when the DMT is kicked in, all your toxicities, all your fields will be revealed. And if you do not let go, you will puke and poop at the same time.
1: <laughs> I have heard I have, yeah. i've heard about people doing i've heard yeah. about people throwing
2: up yeah so you no, no you have to throw up only when oh. you're a master of your mind you might not throw up and you're aligned with your mind heart but in the beginning you need to purge all the toxicity this is why if you're going to engage ayahuasca please eat do not eat meat follow the instructions cleanse your body if you do can fasting for seven days you're going to puke less but you will puke because you need to open everything Get rid and of that's water. what ayahuasca. Hmm? get rid of all your shit hundred percent and this is south america medicine of the condor this is you know like uh, peru amazonians mexico buffo it's 30 minutes the same process of 15 hours but it's in 30 minutes this is why in, 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 so I, I bring this conversation for you guys, because in England and in Europe, you're very stuck into ayahuasca, which is incredible. But you need to understand the varieties of what you can experience and can done, because both are the same. You can use buffo and then ayahuasca. And it's a beautiful match and it's a beautiful blend. Because in the end, what you're looking for is to purge. What you're looking for is to detox. So 15 hours versus 40 minutes could be a huge difference. The difference of UFO is that the level of trauma that you will reach if you do not let go is not satisfying. You will go through the hells of door in the darkest points for 10 minutes before you can become one with the universe. But if you do not let go and if you do not know how to enjoy that feeling, it's going to be traumatic. This is where ayahuasca could be a little bit more uh, less harm because it's a 15 hour engage, 12 hour engage where little by little, the ayahuasca comes in and then you feel the grandmother coming up. And you're like, oh my God, oh my God. You, know? <laughs> <laughs> <Blah>. <laughs> it's just, you hold. Boom. And in that end, my methodology is the trainee for that. Deep diving is pretty much exactly what you're training for these kind of experiences. Because when you reach 80 meters, it's two minutes, 50 seconds. It's seven atmospheres of pressures in the brain in two minutes and 50 seconds. The whole thing you go through, it masters you how to release and let go. So when you do Bufo, you are pre-trained to let go. And it's the same link. You see the difference? Yeah. Both will take you to the same end completely detachment completely alignment but that's where ayahuasca will put you through and this is where bufo will put you through this is the two master medicines that exist in the world they have iboga and you have another kind in africa but it has a different end it has a different meaning wow.
1: you have lived one mad life um but i've tried this podcast has been it's blowing my mind i don't know about you jacob yeah um, but to end to end this great uh, podcast gain so much value obviously um, the number one takeaway for you, um, well for us I mean sorry was what you mentioned earlier about you've got to you've got to take risks and get uncomfortable because if you don't then you're not gonna you're not gonna move forward in life and grow. You're just gonna be stuck in the place that you are. So that'd be a big thing for any lads in their 20s that feel stuck or trapped at the moment. in order to get free, you need to take risks um early on in, in your age but to end on this like obviously the podcast the coaching it's freedom lifestyle like what does freedom lifestyle mean to you them two words
2: it's to the tattoo that i put in my arm and i tell you in the beginning of the podcast do what you love and love what you do and you will never work in life and your life will be fulfilled a thousand times a thousand minutes a thousand hours eons of feelings death in our generation is the most important factor that we need to embrace because more you're close to understand death more free you will be from everything on your negative side of life
0: that is powerful yeah bang on i love that i love that you, and just before we wrap up as well if people want to check out what you're doing, book on some retreats and stuff, where's the best place that people can find you?
2: The website is called alchemyartofrewire.com. That's where you can start understanding and doing the breadth methodology and the navigation of out of state methodology and the events. And on Instagram is the same alchemy art of rewire. And with you guys, I feel that we're going to be collaborating in the f- near future. So oh, looking 100% forward hundred percent we'll
1: we'll put the link in our bio and yeah we'll definitely be uh looking at collaborating but it's been an absolute pleasure boys
2: thank you guys such a lovely to see you again looking forward for the second round (laughs) see you soon see you soon have a beautiful day